Your business is on the runway, ready for takeoff, yet your team is not even making contact. You're exhausted, and the business needs to make more money to stay successful. What do you do next? Welcome to Ask the Coach with professional business coach Oliver Baisner. If you're ready to soar to new heights with your business and be the pilot of your own successful destiny, stay tuned. We're ready to roll. Now, here's your host, Oliver Baisner. Good morning, everyone. Oliver Baisner here with Ask the Coach. So glad you could join us. We're going to talk about leadership today. So are you an excellent leader? That's really the question. And if you're not, that's okay. Uh, we're going to give you some tools and strategies today so to enhance your leadership. I'm going to share with you some of my own leadership experiences, having led uh, very large teams in my career. And uh, that's uh, how we're going to move forward. I'm going to be sharing with you the top five qualities that I have found of excellent leaders, not just good leaders, but great leaders. And uh, we're going to start it off with a question for all of you that are listening. So if I asked you to pick a, a person that you respect in a leadership position, it could be somebody famous, it could be somebody that you've worked for, somebody that you really idolize or, or just have a, a lot of uh, knowledge about or you just have been following them because they're maybe a published author and you just love what they stand for in terms of leadership. Uh, you know, what comes to mind for you? What name comes to mind? Who is that person? And then I'm going to take it a little bit deeper. So I'm assuming by now you've thought of somebody or somebody's popped into your head. And so what are the characteristics of great leaders? You know, because there's so many things we could be talking about in terms of great leadership. But let's go through some of the characteristics of leaders in general. So, uh, you know, my experience has been leaders have vision. They're visionary. So they're very much forward looking. You know, there's, without vision, really, we have no movement, right? We, there's nothing going on. We don't even have any, any people to lead. If you don't have a vision, where are you going to lead the team to? Nowhere. Uh, they're of service. Now, this is one that uh, you may not hear very often, but I really do believe great leaders are of service to the people they lead, not the other way around. We're going to dig a lot deeper on that later in the show today. Uh, they're inspiring. Nobody wants to be around somebody that, that doesn't inspire them. And so great leaders inspire people to take action, to see the vision, to move forward and, and be part of whatever it is that uh, they're moving towards. They're courageous in spite of fear. So I wanted to make sure that I added that. You know, it doesn't mean they're fearless, but they're courageous. So even though they maybe they've got some butterflies in their stomach or they're unsure about the steps they're taking, they take it anyway. They take strategic steps, well thought out, well planned out, but they have the courage to move forward. Does that mean it always works out? No, but they still have the courage and they move forward. They have integrity. I know we hear this word a lot. I see it a lot in mission statements and organizations. Integrity is one of those words that uh, it's almost a little bit overused, but it really is a key characteristics of leaders. You know, as long as they're doing the right thing because it's the right thing to do means they have integrity. They attract followers. You know, often I get brought into organizations when they want some help uh, bringing new people into the company or they're, they're struggling to find the right fit. And um, I've always said that you don't hire people. You attract them. And so what's the difference? Well, people want to work with you because of who you are, because of the vision, what the company stands for, the impact you might be having on people's lives, the difference you're making in the world, whatever that is. And that doesn't mean you have to be a nonprofit. You could be an organization um, that repairs vehicles. And so if you're an automotive shop, you know, it's, it's how you treat the customers. It's, it's the philosophy that you run your business by. And, and you want to have people that 
you know, attract are attracted to that kind of culture. And so they attract followers. They take responsibility. So they don't go blaming everybody else. Great leaders don't say, you know what, like my, my team isn't that good or I hired the wrong person. If, you know, at least if they say they hired the wrong person, they're admitting they made a mistake. But often I hear them say, well, that person is just not very good. Well, wait a minute. Hang on. Have you given them all the tools and, and the training that they need to be successful? Um, did you hire the right person for the right role? They're strong communicators. They have to be. Because if you're going to lead a team, you need to be able to communicate with the team. They exhibit confidence. So similar to courage, uh, you know, they, they move forward in spite of what's going on on the inside. You know, the people around them are always, um, you know, watching them, following them. And yet there's that confidence that they have that they're going to move forward confidently. They have a sense of humor. This doesn't mean they're out there telling jokes all the time. That's not what I'm talking about here. When I say sense of humor, what I'm really talking about is they have the ability to laugh at themselves, right? When, they, when there's a mistake made, they, they get a good chuckle. And so uh, they have that sense of humor. I'll give you an example. Um, we're going to get, I know we're going to get a call later from, uh, from somebody that I know quite well, and, and we're going to have a little chat on, on the air here. And um, when we were first uh, starting to put some strategy together for some of the things we're doing here at Sonic Coaching, um, Catherine was one of those people who uh, said to me, no. And so we were trying to prioritize some things and, and we had uh, four major projects we were focusing on. I said, well, this one's number one and this one's number one. And she says, no, that's not possible, right? Like you can't have two number ones. You know, you pick which one you want to be number one. I don't care, but one's a one and one's a two. And of course I had a good laugh because I realized just how ridiculous it was that I was uh, trying to make two things a number one. They're good delegators. You know, and I don't mean they just unload all their stuff on their people. What I'm talking about is they, they delegate not only responsibility, but the authority to make decisions. So often I've seen people have all this responsibility to get things done and make things happen, but they have to, every time they have to make a decision, even just ordering paper clips, and I'm not exaggerating, I knew somebody had to get permission to order paper clips, they have no authority to do anything. That's not delegation, right? You want to give people the responsibility and the authority to make decisions on your behalf. Otherwise, you're still doing all of the work yourself really anyway um, because they can't move forward without talking to you uh, they're decisive so they don't sit paralyzed in fear and indecisiveness they they think it through and they realize they have to make a decision even if it's maybe the wrong decision in the end but they make a decision they move forward they're patient they're very patient uh, patience is something that I've heard many leaders say they struggle with. I wish I was more patient. I need to learn to be more patient. And so great leaders have patience. They're competent. What's the point in having a vision, taking action, being decisive, um, having integrity, attracting followers if you're not competent, right? You have to be competent at what you're doing to move forward in, in whatever role you're in. Uh, they listen. They listen to their people. Right. Um, I've led teams, um, you know, on the sales side, on the manufacturing side over the years. And when I was out in the field or in the plant with people, that's where I would learn things from. them. That's where they would share what was going on. So I was listening. I was hearing them and we were making changes based on what I was hearing from my team and, and always moving positively forward. They're calm. Even, you know, they're the calm of the storm. So, you know, when the storm's brewing all around them and everything's on fire and things don't look like they're going well, they have to be the calm one because they're the ones leading the team, right? What's the point in having a general that's losing um, all sense of control and, and then all of a sudden the soldiers don't know what to do, right? The followers. They're passionate. 
they have passion about what they're doing. They're not just doing it for a paycheck. They're doing it because they're passionate. They want to move forward. They have this vision. They want to move towards it. They're positive. Nobody wants to be around a negative leader. In fact, negative leaders have people leave because they just can't take the negativity. Humility. They have humbleness. They are very humble. So they have humility. And so uh, that's a, a, another key characteristics of great leaders. They lead by example. So don't do as I'm, I'm saying, but do as I'm doing, right? So they, they lead by example. And that comes back to that word integrity. And they're open to feedback. You know, feedback really is a gift. And if, you, if you're open to the feedback and, and you actually take the feedback without getting defensive, um, feedback can be a gift. And then you can do something with it. Now, if you're constantly getting feedback from your team and you're not listening to them or making any changes based on some very um, good feedback that you're receiving, then really, are you open to feedback? Probably not. You're just saying you are. So that are, those are some of the examples. We're going to narrow that down to the five that I found are the, are the biggest qualities um, of great leaders. And we'll talk about that a little bit later this uh, morning in the show. Um, but I do want to talk about uh, that whole piece around employee happiness. Because if you're leading a team and you want your team to function effectively, they have to be engaged. And, you know, truly the stats are, are horrible. You know, we look at uh, Gallup, which is one of the largest organizations on the planet for collecting um, this kind of data around employees. Um, Gallup uh, basically shows that there's about 13% employee engagement globally. 13%. So we're talking about 13% of your employees are waking up in the morning and saying, you know, I'm excited to be going to work and I can't wait to get started and, and I'm working on a, pa a project that I'm passionate about. Now imagine if you just double that to 26%. Imagine if you got that over 50%. Now these stats do vary a little bit by country. Um, however, that is pathetic. Those are not good numbers. And so when we talk about the happiness, you know, I, I want you to think about, you know, the top 10 employee happiness factors. And I'm going to give them to you in order here. So the largest study ever consult, ever done on the planet was done by the Boston Consulting Group back in 2014. They surveyed over 200,000 employees in 189 countries. And so this is what came back in terms of employee happiness factors in order of priority. The number one is being appreciated for work. So if you're not feeling appreciated for your work, that's going to impact your ability to, to be engaged, to function, to move forward, and to actually do great work. And by the way, if you're listening to this show, you want to listen to Next Work if, if you want to learn more about appreciation in the workplace, because uh, we're going to be interviewing Dr. Paul White. Um, by the way, as you're listening to me this morning, if you have any questions, please feel free to give us a call at 1-866-472-5790. Glad to take your questions. Um, so give us a call. Um, and uh, let's talk about some of your leadership challenges or some questions you have around leadership or, or leading teams in general. So first one is being feeling appreciated for your work. Number two, good relationships with colleagues. You know, so we could almost say feeling kind of valued and appreciated with your colleagues. And so the first two are really around how that relationship goes, how you feel appreciated. So number two is good relationships with colleagues. Number three, good work-life balance. Uh, that came up as number three out of the top 10 employee happiness factors. Number four, good relationships with superiors. Again, I could make an argument here that says that feeling appreciated by your superior. So out of the top four, three of them have something to do with feeling appreciated at work, by colleagues, or by your boss. Number five, the company's financial stability. People want to know that they're working for companies and organizations that are doing well. Right? They want to know that they have a job tomorrow. And then number six, 
learning and career development. So from the learning and career development side, people want to be able to grow, to move forward with the company, to, to continue to have some opportunity to maybe take trainings and courses. Uh, so the learning and then being able to grow personally um, in their work environment is so important. Number seven, job security. Right. So if you've got an organization who's constantly having to let people go or, or changing people out and, and, you know, restructuring on a frequent basis, not good for employee happiness. And we all know that that's not new information. Now, it's interesting. We're at number seven out of 10. What haven't we heard yet? We haven't heard anything about money. Right. Number eight. We're finally there. Attractive fixed salary. So number eight shows up as where the money is. So, you know, when people say, well, I'm just going to give them a raise, they're going to stay longer. Well, not necessarily. I'm not saying you shouldn't pay your people fairly. You absolutely need to. However, that is not the number one motivator in keeping people engaged, happy in the work environment. Number nine, interesting job content. So they want to do meaningful work. So, you know, even if even if it's uh, in a in a, a bit place of business where the work might be repetitive, they still want to know how they're contributing and having an impact um, on the people that they're serving or the customers that they're working with. And the number ten, finally, we get to company values. Companies spend a lot of time and money figuring out their values. I actually personally believe this is number ten because normally you won't hire people that aren't ready already aligned with your values. So that's the way you want to look at that is, um, you know, I think any of these, so let's say you're way underpaying. So number eight, we said was salary, you're way underpaying relative to the industry. I believe all of a sudden salary in your organization starts to move to number one or two as being um, a, a factor in terms of their happiness because you're not paying them fairly. So those are your top 10 happiness factors. Uh, 189 countries and so we're going to go to a break and when we get back we're going to talk about uh, further along the line about the top five leadership excellence qualities. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. At Sonic Breakthrough Coaching, we work with business owners and leaders to get the results they need. You can focus on the horizon, break barriers, and navigate change. Stop flying around in circles and get ready to break through to new levels of success. Sonic Coaching has a proven track record of helping entrepreneurs and leaders improve financial performance and success. It's time to turn around negative performance and morale. Instead, let sales soar and take profit performance to new levels. Sonic Breakthrough Coaching can provide the right tools and systems to get you where you want to go. We function as the CEO and executive team's co-pilot. Visit soniccoaching.com. Rise to amazing heights with your team. Join successful business owners and leaders who have let Sonic Breakthrough Coaching pilot them to success. Visit soniccoaching.com today. Sonic Coaching, helping good businesses break through to great. We're on the web at soniccoaching.com. Propelling your business to new heights is easier than you think. Sonic Breakthrough Coaching can help provide the right tools you need to get there. Sonic Breakthrough Coaching works with business owners to improve both team and financial performance and with a proven track record of successfully helping owners and leaders turn around negative performance and morale and soar sales and profit performance to new levels. The time is now. Sonic Breakthrough Coaching, helping good businesses break through to great. Visit soniccoaching.com. <laughs> 
Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You're tuned in to Ask the Coach with Oliver Baisner. To reach the show today, call us at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Now, back to Ask the Coach. Welcome back, everyone. Today, we're talking about whether you're an excellent leader. So that's the question. Are you an excellent leader? You know, I just shared with you uh, one of the top um, studies that was done Globally, four years ago, the top 10 employee happiness factors in order are appreciate, feeling appreciated at work, having good relationships with your colleagues, good work-life balance, good relationships with superiors, companies' financial statements, so they want, they want to know companies have financial stability. Number six is learning and career development, having an opportunity to, to grow themselves as well in the work environment. So number seven, job security. Number eight, we finally get to money, so it's an attractive fixed salary. Number nine, interesting job content. Number 10, company values. And so those are the top 10 happiness factors for employee engagement. So here's a question for you out there. Do you think, think great leaders are, are made or are they born? Right. That's a question that comes up all the time for those of us that, that work with leaders for a living. You know, are leaders born or made? Right. I want to promote this person. I'm not sure they have the leadership skills and I'm not you know, I don't know if they're going to do well. Well, I can tell you, I was uh, part of a LinkedIn group a number of years ago. It was uh, a lot of consultants, coaches on there and uh, people that, that work with uh, executives and their teams. And it was uh, kind of split. But overall, people did lean to more towards leaders are made that was the consensus so not that everybody agreed but more people thought leaders are made now i actually personally believe some leaders are made right you could it's a teachable learnable skill however i also believe we have leaders on this planet that were born that way you know great example would be gandhi right uh, there's a great leader who i just believe was born uh, as a great leader and so i think there there you can train this you can teach it so let's talk about the top five characteristics of great leaders um, i had an opportunity to contribute a chapter to a book a number of years ago called with excellence powerful strategies on how to get more out of life finance and business if you want to download my chapter we have it available on my website soniccoaching.com and so you can go there to download the entire chapter that i contributed but in there i created my breakthrough leadership excellence triangle and that leadership excellence triangle really talks about the five characteristics. So the foundation of the triangle is service. You have to be of service as a leader. That is the foundation of great leadership. We're not talking about average leadership here. We're talking about great leadership today. And so being of service, knowing that you are serving the people that, that work for you and work with you, not the other way around. Right, you are there to have the team win and be successful. That is the great one of the great characteristics. You know, now let's take a, a, a service industry. Um, I had the opportunity to present to a large restaurant chain here in Calgary last week. And you know, we talked about their team. So they obviously in the restaurant world, it tends to be younger employees, younger staff. Sometimes this might be their first job. So you're teaching them how to be a great employee. And so ongoing staff development becomes part of that service you provide as a leader, having, the, having them have the opportunity to have ongoing development and mentoring and coaching from you and possibly other people that are in that restaurant with you or in your organization with you. And then providing feedback, honest 
continuous feedback so they know what they're doing well, what, you know, they want to have feedback. People really love feedback because they want to know how they're contributing and, and that their boss is really appreciating what they're doing. So that is being of service. Now, I want to make sure that when, when I talk about being of service that none of you are going into the ditch, so to speak. You know, if, if we take a highway or a freeway, you know, you want to be on the freeway. You don't want to be in the ditch. So on the one side of the ditch around being of service, we've got that leader who, you know, really runs a, a tight ship. So they run a little bit like a dictator. You do as you're told. I'm going to make all the decisions. Just get the job done. Right. And so that is really being in one extreme in the ditch. And then the other side is the other ditch where, you know, everything's everybody's happy. We're all going to get along. It's all flowers and roses. And that's another ditch. It's probably really no better than the other way, right? The one way you're getting lots of work done, people aren't happy, and the other way people are really happy and probably getting not as much work done. And so you wanna be in the middle on that highway or that freeway. And so you're not in the ditch. Let me give you an example. Let me talk about Fred. So I, I've obviously I've changed the name to protect the innocent. Um, so Fred uh, worked for me a number of years ago in an organization that I had joined. And uh, he had been with the company for 15 years. And uh, Fred was not doing well. And so, you know, I tried to work with Fred, gave him some feedback. You know, we, we got together regularly to talk about what was going on and finally had to put him on probation and, and uh, really put out an action plan for him so that he could improve his performance and we could measure things pretty consistently on a weekly basis. You know, so moving about 60 days out of that 90 day action plan, I realized that Fred just wasn't gonna make it. He just didn't have the drive, it wasn't in him. And so I had to move to a place where I um, had to terminate Fred. Now, in this organization, prior to terminating, uh, you had to actually go to the senior management team, which I was part of, and take it to the senior management meeting and talk about, you know, that I was gonna let Fred go. And so, as I shared it with the team, you know, remember he'd been the company 15 years, he'd worked for a number of people in that room. Somebody said, oh yeah, Fred, yeah, I should have let him go 10 years ago. Oh, Fred, yeah, I should have let him go five years ago when he worked for me. Now again, I was the newest guy in the room thinking inside, you know, my inside voice was, boy, like why am I having to deal with Fred now that he's been here 15 years when you guys could have dealt with him 10 and five years ago, right? And so I ended up having to terminate Fred. Now I left that organization about a year later and they had a going away party for me. And the interesting thing was Fred showed up at my going away. And I was shocked to see Fred there. And, you know, he came over, he shook my hand, and he said, you know, he just wished me well. And he said, you know, the best thing that ever happened to me was when you fired me. And I said, well, tell me about that. Now, got to understand, I didn't even recognize Fred. Fred had lost probably about 50 pounds. He'd grown a full beard. And in his own words, he said to me, Oliver, I found myself. He said, after you fired me, I went and I climbed some mountains. And I just, you know, really reflected on life and I found myself and I, I'm happier than I've ever been. And so thank you so much. You know, so here's the thing. Being of service doesn't mean that it's all going to be, you know, straightforward. Everybody's going to be super happy and, you know, we're, we're not going to get a lot of work done, but we're going to be happy, right? That's in the ditch. And so, you know, I had to make a very tough decision with Fred. It was not an enjoyable day for me. And, uh, and yet at the same time, you know, when Fred told me it was the best thing that ever happened to him, I was thinking, you know, and what a disservice his previous leaders had done uh, because they were in the ditch, not wanting to have the tough conversation with him. And so, you know, 10 years, 15 years of his life possibly wasted 
in uh, in a job that he wasn't happy in and how many people did he provide leadership to that that wasn't effective right so how many good people maybe left the organization because they were under his leadership for 15 years second a characteristic of great leaders integrity and one thing about integrity is it can't be faked you know it really means you have that inner moral compass that keeps you moving forward and so by having that inner moral compass you do the right thing just because it's the right thing to do, not because somebody's watching. So integrity is the second characteristics in my leadership triangle, so above service. And so let me give you an example in my own life. A uh, few years back, um, I was working for an organization. I had just started working for them, and we had our, our sales meetings uh, down in the Bahamas. And so in the Bahamas, uh, what was going on, we flew down there and we were, you know, there, I was there a day early and, and got reports that one of the largest hurricanes, Hurricane Floyd, some of you might remember it, Hurricane Floyd was buried down on NASA and on the Bahamas, largest hurricane they had seen in probably over 20 years. And so I remember phoning my boss, who at the time was the vice president of the organization, and I said, you know, I don't know if you know, but there's a hurricane bearing down on us. Uh, what do you, you know, what do you think you want to do um, about the people? And his comment to me was, well, we just spent over $100,000 getting everybody down here. Uh, we're going to have a sales meeting, no matter what's happening, right? And so, you know, again, I was down there with my wife. You know, we'd never been down there, so she came down with me. And I said to him, I said, look, unfortunately, I'm not going to stick around, right? I am going to fly home with my wife, make sure everybody's safe. And um, and that's what I told him. And he, and he said, okay, but, you know, I'll, I'll let your team know in the morning when we start a sales meeting uh, that you left. Now, the interesting thing is uh, what I did do is I phoned every one of my team, even though he didn't want me to. I phoned every one of my people that reported to me. I got a hold of them. Some, some of them I had to track down because they weren't in their hotel rooms. And this was before cell phones. And uh, I uh, said to them, I was leaving. Like I said, look, there's a hurricane policy with the airline. Meet me in the lobby at 2 o'clock if you want to come come back home with me. Um, and we'll all fly out together. Now, I did have one employee took me up on that out of uh, 13 people that reported to me. And uh, I did what I believed was the right thing to do. I let my team know. And I, I felt I needed to leave. And so I fully expected I was getting back to no job. Right. I had just basically contradicted the vice president of the organization, uh, got back. President thought I made the right call um, and I ended up staying with that organization for a number of years. So integrity is doing the right thing because it's the right thing to do. And uh, we've got a caller. And uh, so we're going to move to our caller. It's Catherine from Calgary. Hi, Catherine. Hi, Oliver. How are you? I'm excellent this morning. How are you? I'm doing well. So thanks for calling. So those listeners that are just listening, are, you're going to get the privilege of hearing Catherine, uh, uh, more of Catherine in the future. Catherine is part of the Sonic Coaching Organization. She's uh, not only is she a coach and, and a very skilled trainer, but she's also my business partner on uh, many of the group things that we're doing. And so Catherine, I'm glad you called in because we're talking about leadership excellence, as you know. And uh, just yeah. to, to give a background to, to every one of our listeners, uh, Catherine was the youngest chair for the tech organization. So tech, if you're not familiar with tech, uh, does peer groups for leaders in business. And uh, she was the youngest chair ever in the history of tech and pioneered a, a brand new breakthrough program. I know as a chair, Catherine, you had to provide leadership to your members, correct? 
Well, everything was done by example, right? So if you are in the group because you want to develop your leadership skills, um, everything we did in the meeting were, were things that you could take with you into your business after the meeting was over. So yes, everything that I did, I really put an emphasis on how I was showing up every single time. Yeah, and, and so, um, and I know you and I have talked about this, so I already know your your values are aligned with mine here. But you know, I'm I'm just going through the five, you know, what I believe are the five key characteristics of great leaders. Uh, the foundation being of service. What do you think about that? Great leaders need Absolutely. to be of service. Absolutely. Well, one of the biggest things that you will see, and and um, I see this in small businesses, even in big business, um, but you will gain garner the most respect when the people that are under your leadership believe that everything that you're asking them to do, you would do yourself. Um, I see this in uh, uh, my husband and I, we owned a landscaping company for a while and my husband Channing, there's nothing that he would ask somebody to do, whether it was work a long hour, work a weekend, um, uh, do some dirty work that he himself wouldn't take the lead on. And not that he did it every single time, but that he, um, he like the, his staff were clear that he, he did have that ability and that desire to, to not just delegate the dirty stuff, but actually get in the, in the, the trenches with them. Absolutely. So he was walking his talk, essentially. Absolutely. That's great. So um, anything else that you've noticed that, that, you know, when you think about the great leaders that have inspired you, you know, what, what else have you noticed about great leaders? Like, why do they inspire you? I think one of the key things, and I think of some of the people that inspired me the most in my career, um, were people that were relatable so and obtainable. So they weren't on a pedestal. Um, there were people that I could work alongside with, people that wanted to mentor me, people that... Uh, you know, would take my questions that wanted to mold me um, and let me try things, let me make mistakes and not reprimand me from those mistakes, but really use them as growth and learning opportunities. Um, and yeah, I, I could think of the, the one leader that I, that, that always resonates in my mind is I used to work on cruise ships um, when I was in my young 20s. And the manager of the casino, her name is Nikki, she was the most phenomenal leader that there was nothing that I or anybody that worked with her wouldn't have done for her. And again, it has that, she, there was nothing that she would ask us to do that she herself wasn't doing. She was always there. She was always working hard. She was always engaging with the customers. She was always upbeat and positive and um um, but she also had like a zero tolerance policy. So you, her rules were her rules were her rules. And if you didn't fall in line with those rules, um, she was very quick to let you go. Um, but at the same time, you did feel that she would be strongly loyal to you as long as you were working in the way that she had, in the environment that she had designed. So, so it went both ways, the respect. Absolutely. Yes, yes. Fantastic. Well, obviously, she never let you go because I know you worked on the cruise ships for a while. So <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we actually became very, very close friends through all of that. And awesome. that's something else I really respected about her was we, we were able to become very, very close friends. However, 
keep that separate. So when we were in the work environment, she was very much my boss, and that was our relationship, um, a manager to an employee. And then when we weren't at work, we were able to be friends. And that's something I see in, in, in on the cruise ships. It, it was a very obvious divide because you live, you work, you eat, you play with all of the same people. Um, but I find on land, a lot of people struggle figuring out what that divide can look like. People want to be friends with their employees and you can, but it, it has to look a very certain way. Well, and, and as I'm thinking, as you're speaking, I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, if, if I've got a, a cruise ship I'm on, I better like the people I'm working with and especially the leader I'm working for because there's nowhere to go but jump overboard. Yes. They can't there's just quit there's... and walk away because you're on a cruise there's ship. no escaping. <laughs> So thanks so much, Catherine. I'm getting the cue that we have to go to commercial, but thanks for calling in. But uh, before I let you go, uh, just for our listeners, I know that uh, one of the pieces that you're working on uh, here at Sonic with us is you are providing the uh, the virtual peer groups, and so you're you know you're creating some great uh, not only collaboration but uh, but leadership to uh, all those businesses and business owners out there that are, are looking for that um, that support. Yes. And um, I actually have a calendar link on your website, or our website, I should say, that if anybody wants like a 15-minute call with me to just learn more about me or what it is that we're going to be doing in these virtual groups, I encourage you to go in there and book some time. Yeah, that's at SonicCoaching.com. No, I'm look, I mean, you know, you couldn't have a better person that, that's going to lead your group than, than Catherine, and I say that sincerely because we've done a lot of work together over the last year and a bit. So thanks, Catherine, for calling in. And I know we're going to have you on the show in the future again. So look forward to that. Wonderful. My pleasure. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay. We're going to go to commercial. So we'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Propelling your business to new heights is easier than you think. Sonic Breakthrough Coaching can help provide the right tools you need to get there. Sonic Breakthrough Coaching works with business owners to improve both team and financial performance and with a proven track record of successfully helping owners and leaders turn around negative performance and morale and soar sales and profit performance to new levels. The time is now. Sonic Breakthrough Coaching, helping good businesses break through to great. Visit soniccoaching.com. At Sonic Breakthrough Coaching, we work with business owners and leaders to get the results they need. You can focus on the horizon, break barriers, and navigate change. Stop flying around in circles and get ready to break through to new levels of success. Sonic Coaching has a proven track record of helping entrepreneurs and leaders improve financial performance and success. It's time to turn around negative performance and morale. Instead, let sales soar and take profit performance to new levels. Sonic Breakthrough Coaching can provide the right tools and systems to get you where you want to go. We function as the CEO and executive team's co-pilot. Visit soniccoaching.com. Rise to amazing heights with your team. Join successful business owners and leaders who have let Sonic Breakthrough Coaching pilot them to success. Visit soniccoaching.com today. 
Sonic Coaching, helping good businesses break through to great. We're on the web at soniccoaching.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're tuned in to Ask the Coach with Oliver Baisner. To reach the show today, call us at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Now, back to Ask the Coach. And we're back. And if you've got a question, feel free to give us a call. 1-866-472-5790. We'll answer any question you have today around leadership, teams, any of those questions. So we're talking about leadership excellence. We're talking about um, what I've created as as my breakthrough leadership excellence triangle. Uh, downloadable at sonicoaching.com as part of my book chapter that was in the book with excellence. Uh, the first characteristics is that people have to be of service. If they are great leaders, they are of service. Second one is integrity, which we talked about before the break. So uh, great leaders do the right thing because it's the right thing to do, and that is having integrity. Uh, The third characteristics of great leaders is they're visionary. They have a powerful why as to why they're doing things. And so without the vision, there would be no leadership, right? If there's no vision, what are you going to lead people to do? And so leaders have that ability to have vision because they function at 50,000 feet. You know, if you're on an airplane and it's flying at 50,000 feet, you're going to have a different vision of the planet than you would standing at sea level on the beach. It's just different. And so they have a powerful vision, a powerful why. You know, some great examples that that we have in history are Martin Luther King, right? And, And, you know, Martin Luther King didn't say, I have a great strategic plan, right? Martin Luther King said, I have a dream, Right. He had a vision. And Walt Disney had a vision. Henry Ford had a vision. So great examples in, in history of, of people that have powerful, wise, powerful visions uh, in terms of uh, moving their people forward and providing that great leadership. You know, the fourth characteristic uh, of great leaders is courage. You know, without courage, there's no movement. That's the bottom line. Uh, how are you going to have movement if you're not courageous enough to move forward? So courageous leaders, they make things happen. They don't blame circumstances. You know, we've gone through a tough economy globally over the last few years. In in some parts of the world, we're not through it. And yet we still see signs and examples of people who are doing well in spite of what's going on in the economy. You know, I'll give you a great example of that. I have a friend of mine back in 08 during, you know, the global meltdown uh, on the stock market in 08. He was vice president of uh, the largest sign company in North America. And uh, those of you that don't understand advertising or don't know how advertising works, when there's a a recession or money's tight, you know, we would anticipate that organizations are going to spend more money on advertising. But the stats actually show they spend less, right? So companies are usually pulling back and cutting their spending and, you know, saving costs and uh, letting people go, all those things that happen. And so he was working for this sign company, and they had a different vision. And their vision was they were going to double their revenues and profits in the next 12 months. Really, they were going to double their market share in the next 12 months. And this was the largest organization already in North America. So how do you do that? Right? You already have the most market share, and now you want to double that in 12 months during a recession when people are spending less money on advertising? Sounds like an insane vision. Right. But they believed in the vision and they had a strategy behind the vision. He said to me over lunch, he said, you know, Oliver, it's the, it's it's interesting because 
you know, as our competitors, and we hear about our competitors who aren't doing well in the sign world, and as our competitors are not doing well and cutting back on their sales forces and cutting back on all their overhead and their spending, and then they're you're really cutting themselves back into oblivion, you know, going bankrupt. We know they're going to go bankrupt. Often we know they're bankrupt before their customers do. And what they were doing was walking into their customers, their competitors' customers, and saying, I don't know if you know this, but this your, your supplier of all your signage is, is out of business. They went bankrupt. But guess what? We're here to help. Right. And he said, we use that strategy throughout North America. And at the end of 12 months, they more than doubled, not just achieved their target. They exceeded their target. You see, courageous leaders make things happen. They don't blame the outside circumstances. They don't blame the economy. They keep moving forward in spite of what's going on around them. Now, the final characteristic of great leaders is they're competent. You know, without competence, it's impossible to achieve the goal of the vision. That's just how it works, right? It's almost like putting on a blindfold or closing your eyes and then trying to hit a target in front of you. How are you going to do that without competence? So competent leaders are always learning. They're always moving forward. They're always growing. And they know that the buck stops with them. So in that competence, they know that they're they're the ones ultimately responsible to make sure everything moves forward. Now, the nice thing, the reason we created the, the Leadership Excellence Triangle is so we've got, you know, a foundation of service, integrity, vision, courage, and competence. And then we balance that with the sides of the triangle. Um, we balance the needs of the team, the individual, and the leader, right? So it's not just about the individual. A company that focuses just on the individuals in the organization, we already talked about, they're in the ditch. And yes, the people are super happy, but, you know, probably targets aren't getting met. Goals aren't being accomplished and things aren't getting done, right? It's a company that's out of balance. And then they have to meet the needs of the team as well as a whole, right? So what are the team goals? What are the, what are the, the critical indicators and, and what are the targets they're trying to achieve? And they have to meet the needs of the leader as well, right? So the leaders obviously got responsibility um, in, in terms of leading his team. Now, when I talk team, I'm not just talking about the team that you lead. In large organizations, we've got teams above you as well, whether that's executive team, whether that's a support team in a different department or a different division. Um, it, it really is balancing the needs of all the teams. It's not just about being a silo inside of an organization. You've got to meet the needs of the entire organization, all the team members, up, down, and sideways, and then the needs of the individuals and the needs of the leader. So that's how the triangle works. You know, often, um, and there's a great cartoon clip out there where two guys are standing together and one guy says to the other, I know that you're more, much more competent. That's exactly why I'm going to fire you. Well, okay, that was a funny cartoon clip, but I've seen that happen. People don't come out and say, well, I'm not going to fire you because you're more competent, but people do say, I'm not going to hire you because you're more competent. You know, weak leaders hire weak followers, right? Because they're scared by hiring great followers that they're going to outshine the leader and that the leader is going to become obsolete. You know, you know, really, when we talked about Henry Ford being a great leader, here's a man who I believe only had a sixth grade education, surrounded himself with educated people, smarter people than himself. He knew that, you know, he could be the dumbest guy in the room. He just hired really smart people to accomplish what he needed. Great leaders know that they need to surround themselves with a whole bunch of excellent, competent leaders and future leaders. And, and that's how it works. You know, when we uh, when we look at uh, you know one of the uh, the people that writes a lot on leadership and on, on you know leading teams, it's Brian Tracy, 
And some of you have heard of Brian, but Brian has a quote where he says, personal development is your springboard to personal excellence. Ongoing, continuous, nonstop personal development literally assures that there's no limit to what you can accomplish. Well, I'd like to take that a little bit further. I actually believe personal excellence and leadership excellence are one and the same. You know, you cannot be a great leader unless you understand yourself really well first. Unless you really go out there and, and you know, learn about yourself, do the inner work, so to speak. What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? You know, what are those things that you need to work on? Are you not patient enough, which we talked about earlier in the show? So those are the characteristics that you've got to work on to become a great leader yourself in order to lead great teams because weak leaders tend to lead weak teams it's just how it works it's not that the followers are weak it's just they're not great getting any really great leadership out of that leader Um, it also makes you trustworthy so if you have that personal excellence that you attain to you're a trustworthy individual people will want to follow you almost anywhere if you're trustworthy so that's something you want to think about What are you doing to work on yourself to continue to move forward as a great leader? Again, if you're listening to us live, our call-in number is 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You're listening to Ask the Coach. I'm your host, Oliver Baisner. Give us a call. Love to answer any of your questions. And uh, we're talking about leadership today. So as we're talking about leadership, you know, there's a quote that I just absolutely really think summarizes everything that we're talking about when it comes to great leaders. And it's from John Quincy Adams, who said, if your actions inspire others to dream more, learn more, do more, and become more, you're a leader. So it's not just about the doing more, it's about the becoming more. And great leaders also help their their followers become great individuals, great people. So in my... Uh, book chapter that uh, that you can download off my website at sonicoaching.com, uh, there's some fantastic leadership questions that go with all five of the key characteristics of great leaders. So under the serv- service leadership questions, you know, being of service, you know, you want to ask yourself, why do I lead? Is it to serve or for the power and prestige? You know, be honest with yourself. Um, do I want to serve first? Who do I want to be served first? Remember, we talked about great leaders are of service, not the other way around. Do the people I serve grow as individuals as a result of my leadership? You know, so those are the questions you want to ask yourself. Under the integrity questions, you know, do I have integrity? Can I be counted on to speak the truth even when others might disagree? That's someone with integrity, right? Another question you can ask, am I honest in my interaction with others or do I kind of spin the truth to get what I want? You know, another great question is, where in my life do my words not match my actions? Where am I not congruent? All right, so if your words are not match- matching your ask- actions, find out why that is and where that is. And if you're not sure, if you're in a relationship with someone, they will definitely help you with this. Now, again, if you get into a fight, don't call the coach in that case. Uh, vision questions. So if you have um, questions you want to know, you know, are you a visionary leader? Here's the questions you want to ask yourself. Do you know where you're going? Great question. You know, sit and reflect on that. Do you have a passion for what you do? Does it spark a flame inside you to keep going? Or are you just going through the motions? Do others around you get excited when you share the vision? That's another great visionary question. It's not just about you getting excited. 
It's about other people getting excited about what you're trying to create and build. You know, as we're building um, our organization here at Sonic Coaching, I can tell you that the people I've surrounded myself with, and Catherine was on the line earlier. Catherine is one of them. Uh, she's my business partner, and, and we're working on all the group programs together. Um, also, our, our executive assistant, Tia, right? Like, they've bought into the vision. They know where we're going, and they're excited about every one of us getting there together. Courage questions. Do I wait to be told what to do, or do I go out and make things happen? Right When I, in my corporate life, couldn't get things to, to come together and I wasn't getting the tools I needed, I just went out and got them. I made it happen anyway. Where in life doesn't it hurt enough yet to make some changes? This is a great question. I'm going to repeat it. Where in life doesn't it hurt enough yet to make some changes? You know, there's a great story out there where a friend goes over to another friend's house and there's a dog in the corner yelping a little bit and whining and the friend says, is your dog okay? Yeah, yeah, he's fine. Let's just sit down and you know have our coffees and let's catch up. So they're having a chat and the dog's getting louder. And uh, all of a sudden, you know, the dog's going, Ooh, right? And the friend goes, your dog's in pain over there. What's going on? Like, is he okay? Don't worry about him. He's fine. Let's just continue to have our coffee. Let's catch up. It's been a while, right? And so they're having another, you know, few minutes of conversation and the dog is now getting really loud. And, and you know, you could really hear that he's in agony. And his friend says, there's something wrong with your dog. What's going on? He said, don't worry about him. He's just sitting on a nail. Well, why doesn't he move? Doesn't hurt enough. Where doesn't it hurt enough for you to get off the nail in your life? Great question to ask around courage. Another question, how can I lead myself and my team to being the best in our industry? And then competence questions. Uh, do I currently have all the required skills to be truly competent? What skills will I need in five years to continue to stay ahead of my competition? And where do I need to start making changes today to make sure that my skills are still relevant in the future? So thanks for listening. Uh, we're almost out of time. Uh, stay, stay tuned. You heard us talk about appreciation, employee happiness, and engagement today. We've got Dr. Paul White coming on the show next week. You don't want to miss this show. He's the author of the uh, five appreciation languages, five appreciation languages in the workplace. Uh, he'll be on the show live. Uh, make sure you've got your questions because he is a fantastic resource on completely transforming your culture. So you're with, with Ask the Coach. You're, I'm your host, Oliver Baser, and thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. Ask the Coach with Oliver Baser can be heard live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Until we talk again, have a sky-high week.